0: Hi moms, if you're looking to sell your engagement jewelry, Worthy is the perfect option. With over 45,000 satisfied customers, Worthy is the most trusted name in the business. Would I bring you anything less? Worthy offers competitive auctions and gets you the best deal possible on your jewelry. Plus, I've connected with Worthy on a special bonus offer for the Moms Moving On community. A $100 Amazon gift card when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. Ready to move on from that engagement ring? Get started today at worthy.com slash moms. That's worthy.com slash moms for the special bonus offer. This week on Moms Moving On.
1: One thing I really love, obviously, like I love sports, but I love when kids are in extracurriculars because it also gives you the chance to see them on a weekend that you might you know if they're by the other parent but they're playing a sport you still get to have that time with them and they get to see both of you there
0: you've made mom's moving on your number 1 podcast for co-parenting and divorce now it's time to get a little unfiltered i'm your host michelle
1: and i'm her co-host Jess
0: and together we're getting really real about all that happens after a mom has moved on.
1: From dating after divorce to blending families, we're covering it all and everything in between.
0: We hope you enjoy this unfiltered version of Moms Moving On. Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered. It's me and Jess. We're here. We're so happy to be with you. Although Jess is disappointed that we're not talking about football relationships today. I, I can't, I don't it was know. Anything actually about basketball.
1: Them. Oh, really? It's fine. It's fine. Uh, you got a sport, right? But it's fine. Sports. I get it. We are total polar opposites. It's
0: the only goes opposites go I team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird because like Jess and I talk all day, every day, except for like Sunday afternoons, there's like radio silence and I'm like, What is she? Oh, football. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sports ball.
1: Yes. Right. Sports ball. It's fine.
0: Okay. Well, we have other important things to talk to you about today, don't we, Jess? We sure do. I'm like really honored that people care about our opinions as much as they have been caring. So thank you to you guys for listening.
1: I know. I love all of the, you know, suggestions that we get from listeners on what they are needing some guidance on.
0: Wait, there was a new review yesterday. That said, totally needed this kick in the brain and mind. We are kicking people in all the right ways. Good for us. Okay, good for us. So yes, people have been sending in topics. You've been filtering those out. And what, what is of topic today?
1: So today we're going to talk about how to attend school events, sporting events, different extracurriculars while having your ex, and possibly their new partner, your new partner? How do you kind of figure that all out?
0: Yeah, and I love this topic because obviously we both have had to deal with this personally and it's it can be so tricky for people. And so I want to talk about both sides of the coin with it and also start by sharing a story of the case I once dealt with where each parent was so intense on not having the other parent at the games or whatever the child was involved in and they would, you know, one would show up and then they would start fights with each other. And then the child quietly picked up on all this tension and decided, you know what, Mm. I'm not playing basketball anymore. And that was that. And so I'm starting, I am leading with that. I'm not saying that each parent was right or wrong. We're going to get into all of that, but I want that to be like looming in the air as we start this conversation. Yes. I totally agree. Okay. I'm going to ask you sports lady, your kids are Mm -hmm. active and involved in lots of stuff. And um, how did that go for you in the beginning?
1: Yeah. I mean, my kids were so young when my ex and I got divorced, but they were still pretty active in sports, whether, you know, at at that point it was just like through our local Y and like rec department and things like that. And it was something that we both wanted them to still be heavily involved in extracurriculars, whatever whatever the extracurricular was. Um, so we had agreed that we would still enroll them regardless of what day it was going to be, where, you know, what day they had the kids, um, they would still have the chance to have those extracurriculars. And we agreed that we would both be present if, if able. And I think... And I know we've talked about this. I've talked about it with my clients. One thing I really love obviously, like I love sports, but I love when kids are in extracurriculars because it also gives you the chance to see them on a weekend that you might, you know, if they're by the other parent, but they're playing a sport, you still get to have that time with them and they get to see both of you there.
0: Ding, 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 ding. That's another co-parenting loophole. We love um, like, you know, being active in the PTA or active at school. It's another way to be present for your kids and see them on the yes. days you don't really see them. So yes. But you know, there's, there's people who believe this is my day and mm-hmm. on my day I should choose the extracurricular and on my day only I should be at the practice or the game. And I personally have an issue with that.
1: Yeah. I agree. I think you're just, you're thinking of yourself in that situation and not thinking about what's best for your child and giving them the opportunity that they would have had should you have stayed together. You wouldn't be like, this isn't happening. So yeah. Exactly. And the other side
0: of that is, you know, knowing that if your child has a sport on certain afternoons when they're supposed to be with their other parent and their other parent is still at work when that sport starts and you're not going to volunteer to take the child and you're going to put it on their lap, also not fair. And we see that a lot. And it just becomes, like you said, it becomes personal. It's about, you know, resentment and anger and, you know, kids should just be able to come out of school and do what they want to do without any extra pressure of their parents' emotions and IMO.
1: Exactly. And, you know, to that point, we have specifically written into our parenting plan because my co-parent does live, you know, about 20 minutes away and he has more of an unpredictable work schedule. So for extracurriculars, even if it's his day, if he's not able to provide transportation, like I have written in there that I have no problem to drive there, you know, Pick one of the kids up for practice. Take them there, just so they still have that opportunity to get to practice, to get to a game. And over the years, we have become so much more flexible with it. I think because the two of us see how much joy our kids get from doing extracurricular activities, but also how much joy they have seeing us both there. And don't get me wrong, we're not standing next to each other, you know, holding hands on the sidelines. Why we're, not? We're, Jess. We say hi. That's good. Home parenting. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> (laughs) everyone should do it. Kidding, kidding. But yeah, like they see us both there and, you know, the way that their faces light up, especially on a Saturday or a Sunday, when it's like they normally wouldn't see one of the parents, it's awesome for them to be able to experience that.
0: It is. And uh,
1: here's, here's
0: another thing I want to say, like your children, once they learn to compartmentalize their lives, they're in two homes, they've got you know, one house that does things one way and another house that does things the other way, it can also be a little strange for them to see you in the same setting, right? Like I remember Mm -hmm. when Bella was four and she started soccer and her dad and I would be sitting next to each other on the sidelines watching the game or the practice. I could see like her little eyes, like looking at us, almost gauging like, is everything okay over there? Are they talking? Are they arguing? And so if your children... As much as they might enjoy having you both there, if there is, they might be concerned or you see them a little anxious about the fact that you're both there together, have a talk with them before the game or whatever it is. Say, hey, dad and I are both going to be there. How does it feel for you when we're there? Oh, I love when you're there, but I don't want you guys to have a fight. Oh, you don't have to worry. We're not there to talk about anything other than how proud we are of you playing the sport or how well you're doing it, whatever it is that they're doing and giving them that awareness that they don't have to worry about you guys in that situation. Like, yeah, I think you're just there being like every other parent.
1: Right. And I think that gives them, you know, the confidence to focus on having fun at whatever sport they're doing or whatever activity is rather than like looking over to the sidelines to make sure, like you said, there's no fighting, there's no tension. Um, With that, I think having the conversation too, I don't know if you ran into this with Bella, I've had to have it with both Holden and Sawyer about not feeling like they have to choose who they go to first after the event. I know, you know, Shout out to Sawyer. She, as you know, got her first touchdown in a football game and mm-hmm. she was so proud of herself. We were so proud of her and the the game ended and I could kind of see she was running towards the sideline and was like, I don't know which, which parent I should hug first. She went to dad and I loved it. I'm like, they have this really special bond over football too, you know, and no matter who they go to first, like that doesn't mean they love that other parent more. And you just want to encourage them to do what yes. they want to do after that game
0: and kudos to you because any parent who's been in that situation, it's awkward as hell. And that's not the place to make it a pissing match over who does the kid go to right. first? It, you handled it obviously like a champ, but I love that, you know, you, you had, you, you recognized that this was like a moment for her. And, and I've been there like during soccer, it was, it was the same, like as much as I was there and I was present and I was doing my best to be a soccer mom. That was so her thing with her dad. So like, I would always say, if she ran to me first, I'd be like, you gotta go to daddy. Look how excited he is. Cause I, Mm -hmm. you know, couldn't fake the level of excitement he would have for her things. And that in itself teaches children that it is okay to love their other parent, that it does not affect you in any way. If you are the parent that says, Hey, what about me? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, cringe, because then right away it's signaling to the child they did something wrong and they should be ashamed about their choices.
1: Right. And that's like, you know, that's the last thing we want for kids. And I think it, it also just shows kids that although they, they may have two houses, they are still, you know, have two parents that are coming together to support them in any activity, whether it's something sports related, if they do, like if they're in theater or band, anything like that, they have the support of both of their parents.
0: Yeah, super important.
1: They're calling it the Bible for all
0: divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, real life advice on conquering divorce, co-parenting through conflict, and becoming your best self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me, Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. Another thing we should talk about is, and and this is worth bringing up. So if you are separating or divorced from somebody where you were in a situation where there was abuse, um, either physical or verbal, this is when I'd like to say it's okay to draw a line in the sand. It's okay to not attend every event together because just like Bella's little eyes were watching to see if her dad and I would be engaging each other in any kind of fight, The sense of fear that will come over your child when they see you guys together um, will do a lot more harm than one of you not being there. And that's worth noting. But if you guys are just, you know, in a cycle of just picking at each other and mad at each other, like that's that to me, you could put that aside and go to the sporting event. But if there is a real threat of danger or violence or abuse of any kind, you you want to protect yourself first.
1: Yes, I totally agree.
0: Um, so here's another thing that has to add on to this conversation and we have to go there. I get this now too, a lot. Should my ex doesn't want my significant other at the baseball games. That's not fair. I should be able to bring my new boyfriend to the baseball games. Okay. Let's discuss.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think so much of that, like, you have to peel back what it is that they, why they're not wanting them there. You know, is it, was it infidelity? Was this an affair partner? Is it someone that your children are comfortable with? And no, because that so much of myself or clients that I work with, a lot of times, you know, their ex is like, well, I don't want your new partner there. And it's like, but why? Like, is it because it's something for your ego or, you know, what is the reasoning behind it? Because if it's another person that's really supportive of your kids and someone that your kids would love to see in the stands, why hold them back from that?
0: I'll tell you why I do and did for a long time. Because I knew, you know, if I wanted Spencer to come to any of Bella's things, when him and I first started dating, it was for me, it wasn't for her. Like, she mm-hmm. didn't care if he was there. It was for me right. to like sit with my new man. And my thought was if this is going to add more tension, you know, like right. if I'm now throwing my new boyfriend in my ex husband's face at a soccer game, what does that say about me? And what does that mm-hmm. do to Bella? Like poor thing that now she doesn't only just have to be worried about me and her dad and how that's going to go. Now she has to be worried about this other person. And is she supposed to interact with him in front of her dad? What is she supposed to do? And it was always just a hard no for me until I knew we were all in a more amicable place. And it was just, you know, understood that we're all family, which took a while.
1: Yes. I think the slower you like transition that it's so important because you don't want it. Like you said, you don't want to bring just anybody around kind of as a way to like get back at your ex, like, hey, look at my new arm candy that I can show off during the game. Like then it's more of like a selfish thing that you're doing for yourself rather than this is someone that's really important to my children and they're going to feel even more supported if they're there. So I think kind of knowing your why behind why you want the other person there is important.
0: Right. And then there's, you know, the mindset of like, well, my ex shouldn't have the right to tell me who I can bring No, not, not Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things, but when your children are involved, if it's going to cause tension, you better believe your ex is probably going to say or do something that your children are going to pick up on. And then the cycle just continues. So if your ex is really adamant that you don't bring a new partner to the game, don't resist it. What you resist persists. The more you try to push this person in their face, the less they're going to want to deal with them and the less they're going to accept them. Like it's okay. You, you can celebrate a child's win with them separately. Hey, you know, mm-hmm. it's my night tonight. And, and Spencer and I are so excited. You got scored that goal. We want to take you out to celebrate. You can show support in other ways.
1: Yes. And I think, you know, having a partner that understands that is important too, that you're, you're, you know, <laughs> they're not going to be feeling like, why, why am I not invited? And they're fe- like they have enough self-confidence to know that this is more so about the children than it is about them.
0: Well, well, that's that's another conversation in and of itself, <laughs> like understanding yeah. what, what you know, if you have a partner that's like, who cares what your ex says? I should be there. I'm your man now, or I'm your girlfriend now. That's a huge red flag because that is not a person yeah. who is thinking of the children first. And I, that would be uh, uh, no good, no good for me in my eyes. And, and listen, it yeah. feels flattering that this new person is so invested in your children, but are they, or is it more to right. stake their claim and- you know announce their presence and you know this is my woman now I don't like that one Mm bit I don't either the more secure enough you are in your parenting and in your co-parenting relationship and what your children need as you adjust to co-parenting the more you will attract somebody who respects that yes Facts on facts what else
1: um, so I, I have something that comes up often, it seems like a lot of the clients that I work with are like myself, in that their divorce is starting um, when their kids like Holden was in kindergarten when we were, were getting divorced. And, you know, I get that question a lot about what about at school activities, you know, concerts, a lot of schools will do like breakfast with parents, science fairs, things like that. And one of the things that I recommend to to clients is, like you said, if there's not a history of like domestic violence, things like that, that they're going to feel comfortable being around, then always, always, always go to the events if you can. You don't have to sit next to each other. But showing up is, you know, when they can, you can see them on stage looking for both faces in the crowd and their face just lights up when they see them both. I think that that's really great. One of the other things um that seems to come up is, well, my ex never remembers anything. And that might if it was oh, like that I when you were married, it's likely up. yeah, it's gonna be like that when you're divorced. So as much as you want to be like, of course he forgot that the spring concert was tonight, like that again, then be the one that reminds him. Like the moms are, you know, if you're the schedule manager, if you were the one managing the schedule when you were married sending a text or putting it in a calendar that this is going on, you're not doing that to bail them out. You're doing that so that they can remember to show up for the kids. I
0: I love that you're saying that because there's this mentality of like, well, you know, he wants 50-50, he should know. Well, no, because men are not good with schedules, not even the best of them. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like say men are bad, but like, you know, my husband is the best on the planet, the best man that ever lived. And he still has to call me and be like, what did you say we're doing this weekend? They don't remember. And so if you have decided that you can't tell them when the the school concert is, because it's enabling them, you're hurting your child. You really are. And I think if you were going over to your ex's house and doing their laundry, okay, maybe you're enabling them, but when it's for the child and you're not telling them out of principle, you're shooting yourself in the foot.
1: I totally agree. And I think, you know, it's just going to be the disappointment from the children when it's, if it's something that you could have helped, you know, and you may remind them a hundred times and they still may not show up, but at least, you know, that you did everything you could to try to get them to be there for your kids.
0: Yep. Yeah, for sure,
1: and I think this the same is said about like scheduling, you know, conferences. Again, if you're able to attend school conferences together, things with the teacher, one, you know, teachers have a million things on their plates, so if you're able to do it in one conference versus two, that's ideal, Uh, but. Asking them, hey, conferences are coming up this Thursday. What time works well for you? And if it's a time that doesn't work well for you, then you guys kind of work back and forth. But rather than just being spiteful and scheduling something, knowing that it may not work with your co-parents' schedule. I mean, again, that's just harming the children. And you want them to see a united front um, with school.
0: And you also want to show your ex that you are, despite, you know, how resistant they might be to. Being reciprocal or as generous as you or as kind as you, showing them that you are making an effort to involve them in the lives of the kids, that goes a long way long term. I promise that helps to diffuse conflict over time. You know, I know for sure Bella's dad is never going to be able to make some of the daytime school stuff because of his school schedule, his work schedule. I'm never going to not tell him about it. I'm never going to. You know, tell him after, like, oh, sorry, I forgot to tell you because you had work. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. I'm also gonna send a calendar invite so he knows it's happening. Yes. And if by some chance he can make it, great. If not, I tried.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, that's all we can do is let them know the schedule when things are gonna happen, communicate about that. And then one of the other things that I do, you know, for my kids, but also for my co-parent is if they aren't able to attend. An event during the school day, take the pictures and share those pictures with your co-parent. You know, they may feel like they're missing out, but, but being able to see those pictures. And then if your kids go over to their co-parent's house, they could be like, Hey, I saw how great you did, you know, at the fun run today or whatever the school event was. And they feel like, Oh, like dad still got to see what, what happened when I was at school, even though they were working and unable to attend.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And something else I do because, you know, kids like they come out of school, they tell you what they need to tell you about the day. And then they're like over it. If Bella comes home and, you know, tells me she got an A on her math test or the other day she stood up to a bully and was really proud of herself. The first thing we do is FaceTime dad, because yes. I want her to feel that these wins that she shares with me are so big and important and that I care about daddy knowing too, because I want him to praise her in that moment to reinforce their attachment, to show that like, we're both involved in your life, girlfriend, like we're both Mm -hmm. watching. And that's something that we will always do. Even though my parenting plan doesn't say to do it, it's right. It's good. It makes her feel connected to both of us at a good time in her life. So I'm all about it.
1: I am the same way. And you know, Also with like, if they, if there is a soccer game on a Saturday and the other parents traveling, like you said, have that phone call right after and be like, do you want to call dad and tell him, you know, about the goal you scored or whatever happened, just making them feel like it's okay to share their wins with the other parent, even if they weren't able to attend or it's not their weekend or their night or whatever the case may be, like they still have both of their parents.
0: They still have both of their parents. And that that awareness is huge. It's not about how often they see them. It's knowing that they're still part of a family unit, even if that family is not together all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this morning, my son woke up and he couldn't wait to call his stepmom and tell her all about their fun run yesterday. He, it was one of the best days he had, and he wanted to share that moment. You know, he talked to dad about it. He wanted to share that moment with his stepmom too. So I think, you know, as relationships get stronger with, with significant others, including them in that as well is, is really helpful.
0: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, I you know, it can, it takes a really confident person Jess. and I know it's really hard in the beginning for people when their child, you know, shows excitement over their other parent's new partner. But the only way to get that child comfortable with that person and not create some sort of loyalty bind is to show encouragement for your child's relationship with them, even if it kills you. You know, I, I love that Bella feels comfortable enough that when she's on the phone with her dad at night in my house, she asks to say hi to his girlfriend. She asks, you know, if she's there. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't take away from your love bubble with your child at all.
1: Right, right. So
0: I think we've about covered it. What do you think?
1: I think so too. I mean, I think, you know, just like we, we talk about, this is one of those times like so many others is really keeping your children in the center of everything, not forcing them to be in the middle Choose sides who they want at what event. If you both can show up and support your kids, they're going to grow and thrive and feel loved and supported in anything that they choose to do.
0: Exactly, and you know, just because something is a certain way right now, maybe you can't both mm-hmm. attend the practices or the games. Nothing is forever. What's now is not forever. So just have a little faith, keeping. You know, the co-parent that takes the high road, do your best and it will all get easier. I promise. Yes. Thank you for listening and, and letting us keep things real with you. Keep sending in your podcast topics. Jess, it's Friday. Have the best weekend ever. It's going to be cold here. So sorry. I, you know, you throw that in my face. Like it's fine. It's fine. Ball has arrived. There is no fall us, here. not in Miami. <laughs> it's October and it was 95 degrees yesterday. And nope. it just like, it, it couldn't be more depressing. Not a fan. I'll be here sweating. All right, you guys take care. We'll see you soon next time on Moms Moving On. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms. And moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my Moving On Method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle dempsey Moltak Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit MomsMovingOn.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.